Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue to celebrate the fruit of the Holy Spirit, specifically the Holy Ones of God, whom God has specifically shown forth to us the light of the Gospel, the Holy Spirit alive in man and woman. We have, especially this Sunday, having commemorated last Sunday, all of the saints. And if you notice in the hymnody for this Sunday and also for last Sunday, it is for saints known and unknown. So those that we know by name, that we depict in the icons, that we commemorate in the services, but also all of those who uh, struggled in this life uh, and were crowned with victory that we commemorate them as well. There is, uh, of course, this great concurrence where we have the celebration, continued celebration of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit has done in these Sundays after Pentecost. Uh, at the same time, while we have the Apostles fast, that we have in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, knowing uh, that that comes from adherence to the Apostles to the apostolic word, to what the apostles taught as they were enlightened by the Holy Spirit, as they were given utterance by the Holy Spirit, such to speak and form and create communities that were, let's call them laboratories, or wombs of the Holy Spirit, such to create uh, little Christs, little saints, God's holy ones, for the sake of the world. What is incredible, and I feel like now this is I'm trying to remember what the first Sunday that I was ever here, because I remember the Old Testament, because the first sermon that I ever gave was on the third Old Testament last, the uh, reading tonight. Was it All Saints, or All Saints of North America? I can't remember, because it was in June. I can't remember. Yeah, the five, there's a lot has happened. Same readings. Same readings, which these are also readings that get... Like last week, I think they were almost the exact same readings. Uh, <laughs> but the reality of the Orthodox Church in North America and the, the, the hiddenness of holiness itself, the gospel for last Sunday, where we had our Lord telling us that he will acknowledge those who acknowledge him before men, but he will deny those who deny him before men. And that there is something about all of those hidden saints. Uh, there's something about holiness that is an acknowledgement before the world of who Christ is. But that doesn't mean that the world really understands, right? We heard in the Old Testament readings, they look at the death of the righteous ones and are just like, what was all of that? Why did they do all of that? If you look at St. Herman, you look at the lives of the saints, but especially St. Herman as he stands out as the first saint of North America, uh, he was someone who labored in absolute obscurity. Can you think of something more peripheral to the world in the, you know, the, the past 300 years than where he went? Especially in the Russian Empire, not mine, much less in America. No offense to those who've moved here from Alaska, but Alaska is the peripheral of most of the world in their mind. And not only did Father Herman, the Saint Herman, go to labor there, but he did it after being in nice, big, old monasteries. 
And when I say nice big old monasteries, I'm talking about nice big old monasteries. It seems like a hard life on one hand, but it's a nice, like you have a cell that was built probably 200 years beforehand. The food is always going to be in the refractory when you need to go and eat. It might be that we eat once a day, but it's always going to be there because brother such and such cooked it up, right? Father Herman travels across an entire continent. And this is one of the themes about, I think, of all saints of North America, that there's this St. Tikon, St. Jacob, there's a lot of travel across lots of distance to labor in obscurity. There is, in holiness, and what the church puts before us, a deep sense of the need for kind of small, local, and obscure. That really the work of the Holy Spirit starts, of course, inside what is hidden from everyone else in your heart. And then it's the day-in, day-out struggle. St. Herman had to struggle against his fellow countrymen in Alaska because they were not nice to the natives. Not nice is not saying it very well. They exploited them, and St. Herman stood up for them. St. Herman basically ran an orphanage. There wasn't uh, an Instagram account for him to run this orphanage and have pictures with him with the orphans, right? He did it because that's what he was supposed to do. He saw God say, this is what you're supposed to do. There is, in the work of the Holy Spirit, in this kind of obscurity or hiddenness, uh, we don't get the big, the flashy. We get the cross. We get small consolations that are given by God to us, encouragement, but we have to be able, this is kind of the whole key of it, we have to be able to see what God sees, discern what God values, and then go for that. That means the cross. That means a lot of humility and, uh, say, smallness. I mean, like, just a kind of not being in the limelight, not being able to be able to rejoice in anything but after death in the courts of God. Because the world cannot see it, and let's be honest, the church sometimes doesn't see it. Think about St. Nectarios. You think about some of these saints, uh, those that the, the church at the time, priests, bishops, didn't understand, didn't appreciate, didn't give any attention to. But who is remembered? Does anyone remember any of the other bishops besides St. Nectarios from that time? Probably a few here and there, but everybody remembers St. Nectarios. Everyone remembers St. Herman. Do you remember the admirals or the, the shipping magnets or the, the fur trading company guys? Maybe there's a mountain or something, Alaska named for one of them, or a river or something. But so let us, as we are given this place, this area, uh, our own hearts, of course, to procure. But let us find holiness, find God, and all of the little things that are put before us uh, in the quote-unquote obscurity of being in East Tennessee as opposed to Manhattan, Chicago, San Francisco, or wherever. <laughs> I already thank God. <laughs> but there is in all of this, of course, again and again, those little decisions when you're at your kitchen sink 
when you're getting into your car on that Monday morning to drive to work, when you are leaving work on that Friday evening, you know, all these little spots where it's a real opportune time to start complaining and start making lists of all the negative things to thank God for the crosses, for the challenges, for the relative obscurity uh, that is you in your particular situation. It doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to God. That's not what I mean at all. But that in the world's eyes, right, you have to go out and make something of yourself. But that's never going to look like what St. Herman or St. John Maximovich talk about somebody who's not understood by the world or by the church. Uh, let us put their example before us. Let us call to mind the gift that God has given us, the Holy Spirit, who's poured out in our hearts his love for us and all of our uh, little weeds that need to be pulled out for the sake of his glory and love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.